Ivana Trump. Imagine if it were Don Jr.'s laptop instead of Hunter Biden's. Twitter and Elon are still going at it, and Pelosi's, they're still criminals. Our farmland is being sold to Bill Gates and to China. I don't know why. Starbucks is moving out of some Democrat cities and Skittles are poisonous. Bobby East was stabbed to death and science is proving the existence of God. January 6th hearings continue to be fictional political theater. J-Lo and Ben Affleck, they got married. Brandon Falls is now a national landmark. Bannon is guilty and Lee Zeldin was attacked and his attacker was set free. I'm Mimi. This is The Rundown. Here's Politics Plus podcast. where we talk about politics and so much more. So I'm Mel here with my co-host Mark and today we're going to be talking to Michael Byrne and Martin Hyde. But before we start this episode, please like, subscribe, hit that notification button and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Anchor, and Audible. Here we go. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to hit you too hard with these questions. Just, you know, the topic that we are going to talk about is voluntary vulnerability. And seeing that you ran for school board, we just wanted to, you know, get an aspect of what it is to put yourself out there. Like um, me personally doing this podcast, um, I didn't do it to get any fame, notoriety, any likers like that. I just, you know, wanted to put myself out there just to see if there was somebody else with the same, you know, opinions that I had just to have adult conversations. Right. And that's why I put myself out there. Now, you know, um, we want to know why did you put yourself out there? You know, give us a little background of who you are and you ran for the Longwood School District. And um, we just, you know, we just want to know who you are and what you see as um, what changes did you, I guess, see in running? And I guess we'll take it from there. I have a nine-year-old son. He's about to he's about to be ten, going into fifth grade. Um, and I, to be honest, and to be you know, truth be told, I had no interest in school boards. What was going on other than my son's classroom? I didn't pay a lot of attention to much of anything. Um, once the mask stuff started, that's when I started to really start paying attention to what the school was doing, who's on the board, you know, mm -hmm. how they're handling things, if they're doing enough. Um, and I really just decided to become an advocate just for my son. I had no aspirations of running for school board. Absolutely none. You know, that's just not. So pretty much. So pretty much at this point, you were just, you know, taking like I was just to see as a parent, seeing how things were going. Yeah, I just I thought I owed it to him to at least do whatever I could to get his life back to normal. Because I really saw it having and you know, he had an adverse reaction to it, you know, the being away from his friends, being isolated, being stuck home all the time, he started to change like kind of who he was. And that really it not only upset me, it made me angry because it was so unnecessary. It was never necessary to ever do that to the kids. So when that started, I just when once I was in it, you know, I, you can't get out of it because you can't unsee what you're seeing. So I just got more and more yeah. involved. I was at every board meeting. I joined committees. Um that's how that's how it really got started for me in the beginning. So it just pretty much snowballed into running for, you know, school board. Yeah, it, it really came from a place of I had so many people ask me if I would do it. Um, and originally I was supporting someone else to do it. Um, and then they 
they weren't able yeah. to do it. So at the last minute, I think I had maybe less than two weeks to get my signatures and my paperwork. And so I was kind of thrust into yeah. it, but I, I, I said, you know what, it's, it's worth a try. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm no worse for the wear giving it a shot, you know? So that's when I decided to actually get into it. But, um, you know, it, it really was people just asking me, you know, how come you don't think about doing it? And, I, you know, I start to, to think that, you know, stop looking for someone else to do it for you. You know, everyone's got to do it. You know, everyone's got to step up yeah. and, and do their best. Don't look over your shoulder and look for help. You have to do it yourself. So now that, you know, pretty much you got your feet yes. wet in running, how was that experience? Um. I'd like to say that I expected a lot of what happened. I expected it, but not to the level that it got. Um, I got a full, and I've used this term before, social media colonoscopy. Well, I'll take you back to when this whole thing started. Before I ran for school board, I was on all the parent pages, um, and I was arguing with people who were not only okay with their kids' lives being turned upside down for no reason, they were actually attacking other parents who didn't want their kids mm -hmm. to be subjected to this stuff. You know, instead of just like, you know, I'll wear my mask, you do your thing, like a live and let live, that, that's not good enough for them. So I argued with a lot of parents, and those are the people that really came after me. There was like mm -hmm. a little coalition of them um, that came after me, went back 10, 12 years on my Facebook page to find whatever they could to try to discredit me. Because as you know, liberals don't want to battle in the arena of ideas. They want to label you, you know, smear you, demean you to make you shut yes. up and stop saying what you're saying. That's the whole, that's their whole modus operandi. And they tried it. Yeah, going by, going by Absolutely. emotions instead of that, reasoning well, you know what it is? They can't, or facts. They yeah. can't battle in a debate because their debates go nowhere. You know, it's, so it's, they have to label you no. racist, homophobic, whatever it is to make you stop saying what you're saying because you're making them look ridiculous. So they try to intimidate you into shutting up. So now that you say that, like, I know, but um, how did you, how did you react to that? And how did your family react well, I, to yeah, that? I get, that's a really good question, Mel. My, my wife had a very hard time with it, um, you know, because, you know, that's, her husband that's being attacked and she's powerless to do anything about it. So she just has to sit on the sidelines and watch me be labeled all these things that she knows I'm not. And it was very, I, I told her if I was in your spot, I said, I would have been driving mm -hmm. around with a bat looking for these people. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this, this is a very, very difficult for her <laughs> to go through. Um, for me, I, I love it. That's, that's fuel for me. Like when I put stuff up on Facebook, that might be a little controversial, I'm not looking for likes, pats on the back, people who agree with me. That's all fine. I want someone to come in and challenge me. Yeah. Because I need that debate. I love that stuff. That's, I thrive on it. So it, that was, it was tailor-made for me. I, I loved every minute of it. It was great. So it's fair to say that that fueled you instead of making you say, you know what, I, I'm just done. No, I don't want to you know, yeah, run no, it anymore. It never made me do that because at the end of the day, I'm doing it for my son. There's nothing you could say or do that's going to make me abandon what I think is best for him. You know, it's only going to embolden me to try even harder. And I made that clear during my campaign. Whether I'm on the board or I'm off the board, I said, my son's going into fifth grade. I'm not going yeah. anywhere. I will be at every board meeting. I will be at every committee meeting. I will. I'm, you're going to know who I am because I'm not going anywhere. You don't have to be on the board to make change and advocate for change. You can do it from the, from the stands, the same as you can up on the days. So now that you gained some experience, um, did you get a little bit more of how it is? Is it actually, you know, since this is, a, this was a school board election, is it political? Because they it's, say it's it is Anybody who says anything's not political is just not paying attention because everything is political. Every TV show, movie, music, schools, your job, everything has been politicized by them, not by us. You know, we, we separate our lives. We don't, I don't exist to talk about politics. That's a part of who I am, but that has nothing to do with me as a dad or a husband or my, you know, that's, but their lines so, 
are dedicated to liberalism. That's their religion. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about anything else. That's what they want to do. And we're not like that. Now, um, I know some of the opponents were endorsed and they were endorsed by political groups. Were you I was endorsed, endorsed by, by the loud majority, which was a huge honor for me because I love those guys. Um, you know, Sean invited me on his podcast. Yes. I, I mean, so they I. were, you know, and um, uh, I had, <laughs> I, I had a, like Moms for Liberty. Um, they, they endorsed me. Um, it was there was a, a lot of fellow patriot groups were very kind and trying to do all they could to help me. With that being said, you got to see yeah. the background of what it is. Um, would you have changed anything in your campaign? Um, Any regrets you know what? that I you don't had? have a regret that I ran because it was eye-opening for me. Um, and I, and I, I honestly, I would not change a thing. Um, I had, you know, I had people helping me that have been through this before and, you know, their big thing was, you know, you have to tone this down, tone mm -hmm. that down. And I'm like, listen, I am who I am. I'm either going to win this being exactly who I am or I'm going to lose on who I am. I can't be a different yeah. person now as opposed to when I get on the board. I want them to see who I am. Yeah. Well, you know what? So, if I'm going to represent the community, they yeah. need to know exactly what they're getting in me. And if I don't represent the majority opinion, I don't belong on the board. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Pure well, you know, honesty. <laughs> you can't threaten me by losing a job that doesn't pay any money and takes up a ton of your time. If I lose that, I'm going to be okay. I'll get through it. it. It's no big deal. Exactly. You know, and I will continue to advocate from where I was before I even started trying to run. So not going anywhere. So, you know, unfortunately, right. nope. you didn't win. But. The, the, you know, the, the hard question, are you going um, to run if, again? If, if I don't think there's a qualified candidate that could, that has a chance to win, then I'll absolutely run again without a doubt. I think I'm better off probably helping someone else run a campaign. Um, I've worked, I've, I've worked on political campaigns before. I worked for mm. Newt Gingrich. I worked for, um, Mitt Romney, which makes me nauseous now. Um, yeah, disgusting. Um, <laughs> But. You know, but so I mean, I, I have a little experience with that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, in our community, you know, we have a very we have a wide array of populations in, in, in Longwood, as you know, Melly. And I think for some of our the constituency, yeah. I think I might be a little too Trumpish for them, a little too outspoken, a, a little too like the, I won't. You, there's no way for them to yeah. shut me up with what they usually use to shut people up. And I don't think they like that. Do you think that oh, was I think it absolutely was. I think it, the, the biggest thing for me is that I would never be comfortable enough in learning about somebody's character or who they are from Facebook memes. But these people were able to extrapolate my entire life <laughs> from a few things I put up on Facebook without ever having met me in person. I could never characterize somebody as a racist or homophobic without actually having a physical conversation with them, you know, but they don't want to have the conversation. They're looking to get validated on what they already believe I am without ever having spoken to me. And that's what they did. So any of those experiences, you know, were you attacked personally or it, was it just, you know, just based on what they saw when you uh, were speaking was, or just on your Facebook? You know, my faith, the Facebook stuff they took um, and they completely went into attack mode. Because, again, they don't want to have a free, fair election. They want to convince enough people that I'm something I'm not to scare them from voting for me. Because if you label someone as a racist, well, if you vote for a racist, that makes you racist by extension. So that's their whole way of doing things. Yeah. So whether it was, you know, if I don't want sex ed being taught to first graders, well, you're homophobic, you're transphobic. If I don't want, um, you know, if I don't want, um, yeah. whatever, the, whatever the issue is, there's a label for it. And they label you this because it scares people from attaching themselves to you. 
you know, critical race theory. That's another one. You know, if you don't want that taught in schools, you're racist. And well, there's a difference between teaching history. We have a wonderful history. We also have some awful parts of our history that need to be taught. You have to tell the whole story, not just the good parts. That doesn't mean we have to teach people to hate their country, yeah. to hate police officers, and more than to hate each other because of how they look. Yeah. You know, that's a very different thing. And they, that line gets blended all the time on purpose. You know, so that is so right away. Well, here's a racist. Well, nobody's going to vote for me because I'm racist. So he's homophobic. That's that's what they do. That's the whole purpose of the coordinated attacks is to do that. And, you know, hats off to them. It, it worked. It worked. You know, they succeeded. You said that you used to be in politics, you know, as a you know, helping. Would you run for office, you know, maybe <laughs> um, down the I road? I absolutely would consider that if enough people pushed me for it. I, I absolutely would. As a matter of fact, it's funny. You, said it. <laughs> you have <laughs> so you. Well, first of all, let me say this before I even answer that. I can't tell you how overwhelming it was to see how many people did vote for me because essentially they're voting to put their kids' school experience in part in my hands. That's something that I take very seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what what better homage can you pay to somebody than say, I trust you with my son or daughter's uh, school experience. So I was blown away by that from the beginning. Um, and when I did the podcast for Loud Majority, we were done and I was hanging out with Sean and a few of the guys afterwards. And he said, um, he said, I've, he's got a bunch of text messages and calls from people that said, forget about the school board. He needs to run for something bigger than that. I said, well, I said, you know what, if, 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 I, if I saw an opportunity and I, I was able to, to see that I could put an infrastructure in place to make it happen and I had the time to dedicate to it because I don't want to do it for a business card. If I'm not going to make a difference, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Um, I, would ab- I would absolutely do it. Because, again, mm-hmm. back to what I said before, you can't wait for other people to come around and bail us out. We all have to do it. And it's uncomfortable. Who, who wants to go up on a yeah. stage and answer uncomfortable questions? Or you put yourself out there, even your podcast. If people hear about your podcast, they listen to it. That can affect your job. That can affect a lot of things. But if none of us do this, we will yeah. continue to lose the culture yeah. war. We, that can't happen. We haven't lost it yet, but we will if more people like us don't stand up and don't worry about being a, having a bullseye put on you. We have yeah. to all pitch in and do it because it's going to take all of us to get to beat this back. Um, <laughs> that was so nicely put. Um, I don't know. Danny, do you have a question? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> do you have a question for him? <laughs> oh, my God. My head's big enough, Dan. It's swelling. Hopefully, uh, I see myself uh, still very much involved in what my son is doing um, because I have one son. um, I'm not having any more kids. And I say it all the time. I have a construction company. You know, I work with my dad. I love my job. Everything is fine. But nothing I do in my daily life is ever going to be remembered by anybody. The only thing that's going to be remembered, my legacy, is Mm -hmm. my son, the kind of dad I am the kind of husband I am. So yeah. everything else pales in comparison to that. So five, 10 years from now, I, I see myself still very involved in my son's life and doing whatever I can to help him be successful. And I, cause I want him to be a man who helps turn the tide when he gets older, because I don't think there's a lot of, we don't have enough men. And when I say men, I'm not talking about gay or straight. I mean, Men with testosterone. It's okay to be a man. It's okay to take yeah. charge of a situation. It's okay to do those things. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not raising a son that's afraid of toxic masculinity. I'm raising someone who you'd want next to you in a foxhole if stuff ever hit the fan, if you know what I mean. You know, so very old school that way. So five, ten years, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that, you know, he's in college and he's doing well and I'm there to support him. And if... If I'm in office at that point, 
I would love that too. I would absolutely love to do something like that. I always said, if I can go back to college and redo everything, I would become an attorney and I would have went right into politics from the word go. I, I love it. I love it. Oh, I would. Well, what I would do is I would tell him if it's something that you feel you need to do, then you need to do it. You know, I teach him. You don't whether you're arguing with one people or 50,000 people, you don't back down. You don't take any steps back, not even an inch, because that's what they want. If you don't ever shy away from anything because you're afraid of being exposed for who you are, what you believe. How come we're the only side that has to worry about being exposed for what we believe? You know, that's, 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 they've, I mean, it's seriously, you think about it, even it happens to me sometimes. Um, like you'll be in a conversation and you'll go to say something like, Oh, there's, there's liberals in here. Like, that's like, they've, they've almost trained society to be that way. I'm, I'm teaching my son to be the complete opposite. You be who you are, you do what you think is right, and if people don't like it, the world's a big place. You can get the hell away from me. You know what I mean? I don't have to change my opinion because your feelings are hurt. Yeah. You don't have the right not to have your feelings hurt. You can be offended, but that's your problem, not mine. You know, you could you could either mm -hmm. learn to see who I really am, maybe we could be friends, or you could get far away so you don't have to hear my voice anymore. But either way, I'm not going to change who I am. That's just the way it is. Period. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I can't. Don't change. I can't. Don't change. You know, that's, but that, see, that's what we need, though. Even like, like I said, through this whole thing, we don't have enough warriors on our side. All their boats always sail in the same direction. They don't have any dissension in their ranks. They don't have Mitt Romney's and John McCain's yeah. on their side. During primary season, they, they'll, you know, they'll have a little scuffle because they want the nomination. Once that's done, they are all acting as one all the time. We savage each other. We can't wait to prove to them that we're not racist and homophobic. And while we're fumbling around on defense, they are always on offense. And we have to change that. We have to change that. So, you know, oh, I was just going to say. Yeah, in closing, you have no regrets of no. running for the Longwood School District. Not at all. Um, so you took it. You so you took this more I as did. a learning and experience you know than anything was, else. The, the best thing to come from it, um, one, it was a great example for my son because I showed him some of the things that they were saying about his dad, and to show him like this person has never actually met me, and look what they're saying about me. I said, that's liberalism. That's what these people are all about. They don't want to have debates. They want to destroy people who don't sign on to the group. So my, I don't have any regrets because yeah. a lot of the friends that I had that didn't realize how far left some people are, it really opened up a lot of people's eyes to see people who know me and saw what they were saying about me. Like, are they insane? I'm like, yes, they are insane. So I think it pulled the curtain back on how crazy they are. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep doing that if we want to win. Oh, yeah. Well, was it great. was nice chatting yes. with My, you. It was a pleasure. You know, <laughs> we like you so much. Um, and again, if yes. you do decide oh to God. run, That's, I'm always that, here. You know, I, if, I ever, if I ever decide to run for anything, I'm coming <laughs> here to announce it. Without a doubt. Yes. Okay. Oh, Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much, guys. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. It was an honor to be on. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So <clears throat> just give us a little background of who you are and what you're, you know, what you're running for down in Florida. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously it's my version of events. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm Martin Hyde. I'm running for the House of Representatives here. So uh, there are 29 congressional seats in Florida because congressional seats are shared according to population. So some states, as they lose people, lose people and uh, lose seats. And, and, and Florida gained one this time around. So 
That meant that they had to redistrict. Um, and actually, ironically, means that I can't vote for myself because at this moment, so that's one vote gone. Um, at, at this moment, um, I don't live in the district. Mm -hmm. um, the, the district that I live in or lived in was Florida 16, and it was the northern part of Sarasota County, all of Manatee County, which is to the north of us, and a little bit of Hillsborough. But because they had to move around to accommodate a whole new scene, um, everybody got shifted around a bit, and I got essentially pulled north. So uh, the county line now, Sarasota is no longer part, although the picture behind me is of Sarasota where I live, um, in Manatee County, which is Bradenton and uh, Palmetto and, and various other places, all the way up to, uh, ironically, Brandon, as in Let's Go Brandon, um, in uh, Hillsborough County. <laughs> so uh, most of the way to Tampa, nearly a 1,000 square miles, nearly 800,000 people, most of whom I'll never get to meet. Um, and... Uh, and, and, and we're talking about a primary here. So we're not talking about a general election. We're talking about a closed primary in Florida, which means that uh, only registered of one party or the other can vote. Um, I'm running against, if you will, although I'm not really mm -hmm. running against anyone. I'm running you know, for myself. But I'm running against a guy that's an eight-term incumbent, a guy called Vern Buchanan. Um, and then, you know, you get into the other questions. Eight of, terms, well. You know, maybe we'll get into of why you're running and so on and so forth. But essentially that's... That's what I'm doing. I'm a father of four. I'm uh, 57 years old this year. Uh, in case people question, you know, how old is that old guy? That's how old he is. And um, <laughs> it's um, it's a fool's errand, you know. This job pays a lot less than I can make in uh, in the commercial world. And uh, in the commercial world, my staff don't uh, make fun of me or uh, or, or tell me off. So. Um, when you find people running, it's easy to hate on them and, and it's easy to find differences with them. But uh, if people don't run, then you end up with a kind of a feudal system. And, and then people say, and it's the old phrase, right, you know, how did this happen? And we get the government we deserve. Um, anybody that runs, whether they're a Democrat, whether they're a libertarian, whether a Republican, whether they're good or bad, um, is actually doing a service to their community. Um and uh, from my so point just, of view, you just answered my first question. Uh, sure. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I Which, think it's important well, it, that people go on. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what, you oh, know, I'm going to ask you what drove, what drove you into a life of, of public office. And you just answered that question by. <laughs> well, I mean, was by, that well, you know, it was I, well said. I think there are lots of things. I mean, in truth. Although people won't acknowledge it, there's an element of narcissism. I, I've almost never met a politician or an aspiring politician that wasn't a, a, a little bit of a showboater. Um, I'm sure there are people that, that will acknowledge that um, that they like being in front of the camera. In truth, most people will say they do it for a reason. Um, whether that reason is the truth or not, it's hard to say. I, I know it's not about money. People always talk about you know the bribes and how wealthy you can get in Congress. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I think that there's a sense of self-importance that comes with it. There's only 435 people in Congress. Most of the seats aren't really competitive. They'll either go red or blue. Um, so once you're in, it's actually quite hard to get beaten out. And, and, and one of the things that, you know, I, I'd like to raise the, 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 the you know, and, and have a conversation about is the main thing that I've got a problem with in our constitution, not many things, but we don't have term limits for Congress. And you remember when George yeah. Washington um, was offered the presidency for life originally, and he said, allegedly anyway, mm -hmm. we don't want another King George. And he was right. And, and, and you know, the feudal and the baronial system from Britain from the last thousand years, we've kind of pulled that along now because we've got people in Congress that have the most influence because they've been in there for the longest. That's not the same as them being the most innovative or the best. And uh, I like Chuck Grassley for a way of example from Iowa there. But, you know, he's running for re-election this year. He'll be 95 by the end of his next term. That doesn't make any sense. So how do you because change not it, because Martin? old is no good. Well, because, look, in, in, in 1994, you, you, you may not be old enough to remember, but Newt Gingrich ran and, and pushed out the, the, uh, the majority that, uh, that Clinton had at that time in the House by making a contract with America, so-called, which all the conservatives signed up for. And one of the main tenants of it was term limits. And, and that was the last time it was ever really discussed because turkeys don't vote for Thanksgiving. Why would you vote yourself out of a job? You know, um, there's no interest <laughs> self-interest in most people. Well, it's true. I mean, it's self-interest. Well, it's, it's driving interest. And when you start, 
It's well, it's very, it is very true. But the, my, but the question is, though, seriously, how do you actually, how would you, because you don't want to run forever. I, I understand that about you already, but not everybody else want, you know, most people want to want to be there forever. So how do you, how do you change that? How do you get them to vote for, for Thanksgiving? You know, like I just saying the turkeys don't, don't vote for Thanksgiving, but how do you get them to, how do you get them to vote for term, for term limits? You can't, I mean, really, how do you, how do you well, do it? You know, how do you do it? Well, the same way that if you remember back in 2016, in the summer of 2016, Brexit in Europe, uh, there were in the UK, yeah. you know, both major parties wanted to stay in Europe. The Conservative Party and the Labour Party, both sides, red and blue team, both wanted to stay in. British people, though, didn't buy the narrative and, 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 they, they, and, and they decided to vote out. And um, when you're swimming against the tide, eventually your arms will get tired. It's a moment in time. I, I can't influence it other than to, to, to expose the, 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 the fatal flaw in it, which is that we're not electing people to rule us. We're, ex we're, we're electing people to serve us. And uh, when you have mm -hmm. establishment types, when you have people that have been in for, for decades, I mean, by way of example, and not to be you know, mean about him, but my opponent, got a five grand donation from Bill Gates. Now, for a conservative to take money from Bill Gates doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but why does Bill Gates give money to my opponent? It's because they like the status quo, because they mm -hmm. like things as they are. And the biggest challenge that people have to getting elected is, is not new ideas or, or, or being credible. It's the fact that most of the big money in, in, in congressional type stuff, federal type stuff, starts and begins in, in D.C. And um, that's that's your problem is is really, I think you could come at it from a different angle. I agree that you're not terribly likely to get turkeys to vote for Thanksgiving, but maybe some kind of campaign uh, finance reform. You know, one of the differences, and again, I, I don't talk about the U.K. because it's better because it's not. But one of the things about elections in the U.K. is that um, general elections are maximum 45 days. Um, here they go on almost indefinitely. Um, wow. You know, you're running a presidential campaign for 15, 18 months, and, and, and you know, that requires many, many millions of dollars. In the UK, a, a, a general election campaign is 45 days max. Um, and, and, and that's a good thing because it restricts the amount of money that's needed to win. And, and that is the chicken and egg thing. Mm. People like me can afford, to a limited extent, to self-fund. But that keeps... You know, a lot of people out of it. I mean, I've spent a few hundred grand to uh, to, to, to probably get my ass whooped. But um, to the degree that you would have to run to beat somebody that raised uh, $2 million already this year, most of which came from out of state, most of which wouldn't know Vern Buchanan if, if he sat in their lap. That's the real problem is the money in politics. And you, you and mm -hmm. people say, why is the money there? It's not because they love any one particular person, it's because they have an agenda. And, and until or unless you push back against special interests and lobbyists, and particularly the way that this money trickles to a, to a, a select group, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a conservative or whether you're a liberal. Both sides get huge sums of money yeah. just to keep things as they are. Um, and, and if you try to run, you could be a wonderful so, candidate. Very hard to run against people with no money. So I have a question sure. with that being said. How did you feel getting endorsed by General Flynn and Roger Stone? Well, I mean, Roger, I paid. So to be fair, he endorsed me because I endorsed a check to him. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I really let's not like be you, under any illusions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, let, 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 let's, let's not pretend otherwise. Um, you know, politics is a funny thing. It's strange bedfellows. Um, there's this general sense that... Um, that people, uh, you know, their endorsement means a lot. I, I suspect that you know, President Trump's endorsement means a lot in a conservative primary. I, I suspect that, uh, you know, on the other side, uh, you know, the, 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 the endorsement of a, of a mainstream uh, Democrat would uh, too. But, um, you know, Roger's a cool guy. I mean, he's a fascinating character. He's had a great, an interesting life. But um, as far as General Flynn is concerned, that's a different angle. You know, that's about a certain percentage of people that feel that there was something wrong there in 2020. And um, that's, a, that's a much more uh, complex subject. Um, General Flynn, 
is the poster child for that election. Um, General Flynn um, is also the poster child for the establishment versus Trump. I mean, if you remember what happened back in uh, early 2017, you know, Flynn was on a phone call. He was in the Caribbean uh, with the Russian ambassador. Should have known because he was a former NSA guy himself. He should have known he was being recorded, but he overlooked that. And then he made the biggest mistake of all, which again was unusual because he did know that the, the, the whole problem he had was not what he did, is the fact that he lied about it afterwards. It's always a cover up, right? Um, and um, so Flynn, you know, arguably was trapped by the FBI, but you know, he wasn't a babe in the woods. It was a stupid thing that he did. But then he became the poster child for that, this argument that there were different branches of government fighting against each other. And, and you know, let's be frank, again, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, these asinine childish games that go on up there will make you vomit. Um, you're talking about, well, did Comey set Trump up? Did he set Flynn up? And then, you know, did this guy Brennan get involved and, and this guy? And when are we actually going to get to deal with some real problems? Because it really isn't an issue, I mean, arguably, I mean, we should be talking about then, arguably, there was this whole false flag about Russian influence in an election. And, and you know, the real influence in an election, this argument that you could spend a few million and get a few likes on Facebook and that somehow that that would shoehorn Trump in. The reason Trump won was because everybody, well, not everybody, but a significant number of people didn't like Hillary. If it hadn't have been Hillary, if it had been somebody who didn't say something stupid like deplorables, um, Trump couldn't win. Trump can't win against a solid Democrat. He can only win uh, against um, somebody like uh, Hillary. So they, they shot themselves in the foot there. Um, we were actually as discussing far as, uh, Flynn. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. Well, we were we were actually discussing earlier uh, a possible run by Michelle Obama, and we thought, you know, or my my thought was that there's no way someone like Trump mm -hmm. could win against the most popular woman in the world. And she's and she and she and she's and she's Michelle Obama. Man, well, so yeah, what you I said, mean, yeah, we're talking about Michael, right? Trump I mean, pretty no. much lost because I, he was... <laughs> what's that? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, what he said there's funny because because a lot of conservatives call uh, Michelle Michael. I mean, I mean, I think the thing is that she's she's a polarizing character, and, and let's be frank, guys, there's a lot of racial element there too. Um, and um, there's, a, there's no question, as far as I'm concerned, um, that, uh, that she would pick up a tremendous amount of support amongst women. I think she would find a, a tremendous amount of support, obviously, within the, uh, the, the African-American community, and that might be enough to win. Um, I, you know, I think the Democrats are going to find someone outside of the field that they've got right now because I, I don't think Kamala <laughs> is, is terribly popular. Oh, wow. And... Um, you can't keep running 80-year-old candidates. You know, at some point, I'd like to see someone come through. And if the best you've got is Pete Buttigieg, um, I think your bench is a little light. So wow. um, we'll find out in the next, we'll find out in the next, you know, year or so. Somebody will come to the fore, you so, know, when you, go on. I have a question. Why should people vote for you? What makes you different from your counterpartner? Well, I mean, the first thing is that um, if you ask me the weather, I won't tell you the time. Um, most politicians, when you ask them a question, will repeat it back to you so they can think of a silly answer that means nothing. And the way that they do it is that you ask me a question and I say, hmm, that's a great question. Meanwhile, my head's going, now how can I not answer this without answering it? And uh, how can I not offend a certain number of people? Because that's a big part of it, right? It's not a question of engaging people is a question of not pissing people off and so i love your style martin me? i gotta say well not because i'm yeah well it's not much of a style it, it and it's well, probably it's not a winning thing but you know the point is it would it, well, it, only because it's unusual i mean it's unusual to hear somebody tell you the truth and if you ask me if right. uh, if i did it i'll tell you i did i'm not going to give you the scarecrow thing and tell you somebody else did um <laughs> So with that being it's, said, it's exactly I do have, cool. so I have another, you know, question. I don't know if it's question, concern, but um, in doing research for you, I started looking online and 
I started to notice that there's not a lot of nice things about you online. online. (laughs) Now, what I wanted to know, was that all fabricated, you know, from the mainstream media? Was it, you know, what's the truth behind that? Well, I mean, the truth is that bad news travels a lot further and a lot faster than good news. Um, And that uh, I say a lot of stuff and it's not that difficult to pick out one or two things in my 56 years and say, well, that defines him. And uh, there are certain terms that we use in the in the world today, cancel culture. Um, we're in a world where one or two phrases, you know, can identify you forever. And we can go back across celebrities and we can remember one thing about them, two things about them, um, right back. And I can date myself going back. You know, from, you know, I remember, you know, Nixon, you know, when he turned around and said, uh, I'm not a crook or, you know, you don't, you don't want your president to be a crook. I'm not a crook. And it turned out he was. And uh, I remember H.W. Bush, uh, again, another Republican saying, watch my lips, uh, read my lips, no new taxes. Yep. And then he had to increase taxes. So that was him gone. And um, the thing is that um, we remember these things. We don't remember the fact that H.W. Bush was a war hero or that uh, before Watergate, Clinton, uh, Nixon probably would have been one of the people on uh, Mount Rushmore um, for what he did with China and, and the various other things. So um, it, I, I can't unring a bell. Um, you know, I, I've, I've said and done some stupid things in my life. I've also said and done some smart things. And um, that, that, that just doesn't, I'm not going to say sell newspapers. It's, it's not, what do they use the term now? Clickbait, right? Um, I'm yeah. good clickbait. You know, I'm that nice. <laughs> wealthy um english i mean the number of people is ironic you know they talk about race in this country the number of people that tell me almost every day why don't i go back where i came from um imagine uh, if i said that to uh, to an african-american they'd be hell to pay um but it's just as perturbative it's just as inappropriate um but i don't dwell on it too much um i i just you know keep keep moving forward i accept that if you google me I'll never get a date ever again because uh, if you Google me, all you're going to see is, is is bad stuff. Nobody's going to want to uh, go out. So I, that leads that, 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 that leads me up to a perfect question for you, Martin. I think without even bringing up the law enforcement incident, okay? Do you regret yeah. opening yourself up to public scrutiny the way you have has just become you know being who you are now as a politician? Do you regret being out in the limelight for people to scrutinize? Yeah, For me, no. Uh, for other people around me, you know, I've got four kids. My youngest is uh, still in, uh, just starting high school. So, you know, that's a tough time. Nobody wants to be, uh, you know, seen and, and identified. And, and when your father is uh, seen and mm-hmm. identified in a negative way, that's a tough, a tough thing for him to have to bear. Um, my oldest son, ironically, and well, we don't have to get into that particular incident, is a cop. Um, so uh, imagine what that's like being oh. a cop locally, knowing that your father is uh, somewhat famous for uh, for chewing off a cop. So uh, I, I I have regret for that. I regret for the collateral damage to people around me. I, I regret for what it's done to to a limited extent to 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 my employees because they've had to. Oh, doesn't that guy own your company? And one has got nothing to do with the other. The quality of the goods and services that my companies supply to people is 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 not the question. Um, what my character is or isn't, according to one snapshot, shouldn't be relevant. <sighs> Am I sorry that I don't get identified as uh, you know the second coming? Yeah, sure, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I think there's a value here. Um, I've got fairly thick skin. Um, I'm I'm. I had some bad moments. I'll be honest with you. Um, well, that was a, in, that was a bad uh, in February, moment in your... you know, when that's the kind of. Sorry, that, that, that was a bad moment in your political life. But I, my, I, my, when I was thinking about it, I was wondering how how has that incident actually uh, proved positive for you? I mean, what goodness, what good things have come out of that? incident that happened because uh, you know, it's very obvious you're very you're, you're, yeah. you've reached a, a notorious well, state now because of that one video correct so what 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 positive has well, come out and, of that and if, if you go to if you go to google friends you know which is you know you can search on google and it'll and it'll put in a name and then you can compare it to other things uh, you'll see that uh, yeah absolutely in terms of searches 
um, not only from that time, but even up to now. Um, these things live, you know, for some time out there. Um, I have reached yeah. a, a level of uh, notoriety versus fame um, that is disproportionate to my status. Um, I, 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 I don't think there's any really good thing about that. I mean, uh, genuinely, when I walk down the street, there's a certain amount of people that look at me, and, and, and I don't think it's because of my boyish good looks. I, I think it's because they sort of recognize me and they're not sure. And then when it comes to them, they're like, oh, there's that guy. Um, so, no, there's no good thing about it. You should wear a T-shirt that says, so, I, I, T-shirt that says human So with it. that being said. I'm, I'm human. Well, yeah, I should. No, but, but with no, that being no one, said. No That's great. I believe it. I really we like it. We are humans. With that being said, we are humans. We do make mistakes. How do you try to rectify that with the people so they don't see you for the bad, but see you for your good. Okay, well, I think being honest is a good start. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and recognizing that uh, when you start to equivocate and justify, um, then then it diminishes anything. You know, right. I, 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 I've said all the way down the line, whatever it is in my life, whatever mistakes or failings, and, and they're not all public ones, um, I, I, I try to own them. I try to learn from them. I'm a better person than I was um, probably six months ago. I'm, I'm certainly a better person than I was 10 years ago. Um, you wouldn't want to have met me 25 years ago. I was a real idiot. Um, so we get through these things. We improve and uh, like wine and, and, and gradually, and there'll come a point probably when it's all too late, when I'm a lot wiser and a lot smarter. And, and, and the really, really thing is, even at my age, I feel like it's responsible as an adult, as a citizen, to, 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 to at least tell people, well, you don't have to go down this route. You don't have to touch that stove to know it's hot. I'm telling you it's hot. And I'm telling you that um, behaving and reacting and, 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 and being a certain type of person um, won't end well for you. If, if, if the only consequence, if consequences are the only way, like jail, you know, that's the way you stop people from misbehaving, then maybe someone like me serves a public purpose, maybe uh, on some level, um, seeing what it's like to become a sort of pariah um, might deter somebody else from it. If if if, I, if, a, if a black guy had done what I did with that cop, they'd have probably got tased, they might have got shot. Um, and I think that's an important lesson. I think people shouldn't throw their weight around. I, I think that people shouldn't take advantage of their status and circumstance. I obviously didn't realize that to the extent that I could have done and should have done at that time. What I took from it, what I take from it, is a lesson. The reason people were interested in it is because it revolted them. And um, I learned something from it. You know, I, I, I can't so I'd say a lot of goodness, you, a lot your of question good about what can I do to change people's minds. Yeah. yeah, but exactly, for me too. But I can't change people's minds. I'm not going to get the chance to have this conversation with you know, the same 16 million people that watch the video. I think that, so you're talking, remain, I think that you, hear, people um, hearing you talk the way you're talking and, uh, now is going to make people know who you are a lot. I, mean, I, I, I really like you. I think, I think you just talking the way you do is going gonna, is gonna to garner you a lot of fans, I think, you know, because we don't hear this kind of honesty from anybody. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, the, I love it. I, I can listen no. to you talk all day long. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they, 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 it's like they say style you know, never goes out of fashion. I don't think honesty does either. One of the best conversations you'll ever have is with a stranger in an airport that yeah. you'll never see again. Why? Because you don't need to lie to True. them. Right? You can tell them your real yeah. truth, right? You're not worried about the next date. You're not worried about, um, you know, what they're going to think of you. You're never going to see them again. So it's, it's very cathartic when you talk to someone. That's why people go to therapists to an extent. They're not really getting anything out of it other than the ability to unload honestly um, and not be judged. And um, that's that's something about um, that's something about uh, the freedom of uh, not being an employee. I mean, quite frankly, I couldn't act out and talk the way that I talk if I worked for somebody else because they'd have to fire me. Um, I I have a certain privilege, um, and I think I like the idea that uh, I'll be known not necessarily as some kind of sage or some kind of philosopher. But somebody that whether you like him or whether you don't, um, you can reckon that he'll tell you his truth. And yeah, um, it's like a lot that. easier. The reason I don't do a lot of ur and is I don't have to think about it much. 
You just ask me something, I'll tell you. But be careful what you ask me. I might tell you the truth. I do have another. I I, I do have a question for you though about your about your <laughs> opponent, Vern Buchanan. No, wait. Why, who is he, and why are you a better man for the job? Sure. Well, I mean, he's had his turn. Let's be frank. I mean, sixteen years is sixteen years. I think that's long enough to get anything done. I mean, unless you're painting, uh, you know, the you know Sistine Chapel or something, you should be able to get it done in sixteen years. I think. Innovation comes from uh, renewal and, and freshness. Um, I don't have anything against Vern Buchanan. I mean, I could make fun of him, but I make fun of a lot of people. I mean, he's very wealthy, 350 Whoa. million bucks, his personal fortune. Um, he lives in a 14,000 square foot mansion and flies on private jets. You know, let's be frank, what's that got to do with the average American? No. Not much. 40% um, of Americans don't have 500 bucks. 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Um, what could you possibly know about that? You know, they might say, well, I know some poor people once, but it's been a long time since Vern Buchanan worried about the electricity bill or, or concerned himself with uh, what was going to be for dinner. So being out of touch is, is a big part of the establishment generally. And they live in a, in a, in a whole bubble up there in DC. Um, I was born into a generation and a family where we didn't, reckon that we were poor because everybody was poor. Um, you know, it, it, poverty is a relative thing. If you see kids in Africa running around with nothing, they've got a big smile on their face because everyone's got the same nothing. Um, the problem well that we have here is that with the internet and so forth, we tend to look at it and see people that have things that we don't have and think that we'd be happier because of it. I can tell you straight up, I am no more happy today with the things that I have than I was 20 or 25 years ago when mm -hmm. I didn't have those things. And uh, when people talk about the best things in life being free, I'm not sure that they're free, but they're not expensive. Um, you know, being positive, uh, being outside uh, the seasons, friendship, all those kind of things don't cost any money. So um, I, I think as far as Vern Buchanan is concerned, yeah, he, he's – I'm sure a perfectly decent guy. He doesn't really talk to me much. Um, but um, as far as running, it, it's not about, you know, being against him. It, it's simply saying, hey, listen, um, we want to be a modern society. We want to have a, a range of voices out there. If we're going to have AOC, then maybe we should have someone like me there too. You know, I'm not going to put my hands around her neck and choke her. Um, we'd, we'd like you to disagree like you with her family on most stuff, but <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I mean, that would make good no, TV. I'm not saying that I might actually get you more views um, than the, uh, the marker, law enforcement I think, video. I think. <laughs> oh, listen! If I ever get to DC, if I ever get to DC, I won't be off the front page or the front uh, of of all these stations because I am unbankable. <laughs> as far as that's concerned. I don't know that's why you elect a representative, but if people wanted somebody that will do what you know, they want, then I'm your guy. Because I, 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 I'm ambivalent about, I, I, I think that the first past the post makes sense. If we're in a conservative district and I'm elected as a conservative, and I, um, I'm not gonna substitute my judgment for that of people. So uh, I'll do what it says on the box, um, which my opponent frankly hasn't. He, he's voted a lot of ways so because I have a question. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Um, with that being said, would you run for a higher seat later on? Well, I don't know what higher seat that could be. I can't be president. That's a terrible thing. I mean, <laughs> president hired, that would be awful. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, uh, gubernatorial, you know, statewide office is, is, is difficult because, uh, again, of the money. On its face, if I got into a race, if I had the backing, if I got into the debates, I'd have a good chance because when people actually get to meet me and actually get to hear me, I'm not so very different to what they are, except that I've got the ability to articulate the point that perhaps other people would be nervous about saying. So I think I'm the kind of person that people don't mind standing behind. I think that they want a fighter. Yeah. I think there is some school of thought that people say, well, this you know, is very refreshing. I'd like this actually. guy in my corner. I don't necessarily want him to marry my daughter, but, but, but I would like to see him um, fight for me. And um, there's nothing in this. Well, I, I think that you go on. With that being said, 
I'm not, I'm going to be very honest. When I, when I, when I started doing research, I was like, wow, this guy is a jerk. But now hearing you, I can see, oh, wow, the media has it wrong again. So with that being said, um, again, it is always good to hear from someone seeing the human side as opposed to the media side. Why? Yeah. But, but, but isn't that the lesson? Oh, and there I goes mean, it, it, isn't that maybe the, the argument here in, in terms of a podcast? You know, there was an article in a magazine here recently about me, and they were saying, you know, more or less all the things that you hate about Martin Hyde. And I actually gave them most of the lines. Uh, they spent two days with me, and, and, and I sat there and I said, well, you know, I did this, I did that, I did the other. Um, and when the article came out, people said to me, well, wasn't that rude? I said, well, Yes and no. I mean, I, 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 I am what I am and, and I've made, you know, the life that I've made. Um, but it was interesting thing there. That reporter turned up with an idea that he was going to hate me. And by the end of the, uh, the, the time that we spent together, um, it was interesting. I almost like he felt sorry for me. Um, I, I'm not looking <laughs> for, for pity. I, I'm not looking for anybody no. to, to think that I got a, 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 a raw deal. I got exactly what I deserved. But why not, as a general theme, um, turn this to a positive and say, okay, so, you know, um, we, we, we're going to face our issues. We're not going to celebrate just what we're good at. We're going to talk about what we're bad at. And we're going to talk about all of the things that uh, are, are, are resentments that people might have, and, and maybe we're going to be able to to turn it around a little bit. But I don't I don't speak to you guys or anybody with the intention of changing your mind. Um, you ask me a question, and I'll I'll reply to it mm-hmm. um, in the way that I see. And if people like me, obviously I want to be liked. We all do since we were kids, right? I mean, nobody wants to be hated. Talking of hated, you've lost somebody off the screen here. You know that, right? You've lost your man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no, that's fine. I mean, I didn't know whether you count him up. It was just the three of us now. I mean, actually, I prefer this. I think that's a much better look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah. Hey, but that's the lesson, right? But yes. that is the lesson. And, I know, was going to come in gun hole with, like, Hispanics. What's wrong with Hispanics? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm an equal opportunity hater. I hate myself more than anybody else. I mean, uh, you know, when people talk about, you know, uh, a question of whether it's, uh, you know, ridiculous comments about telling people to cut the grass or, or, or whether it's a question of uh, chewing off a cop and you know I, I, equal opportunity hate is not much of a term to use but the fact is that uh, i've been rude to almost every subset of society including if you listen to me i'm much more critical of me than any of you would ever dare to be um because i understand the the the, you know, the frailty of the human spirit we are all the sum total of our experiences and in the end, we're most of us fairly mm-hmm. ridiculous parodies and contradictions because we do things differently according to whether we're hungry, whether yeah. we're in love, um, you know, whether we think someone's listening. Um, the only great thing about me and reaching my age is that uh, I've given up with all that, although I am hungry right now, so we'll have to stop soon. <laughs> no. So. I mean, and, and, and they, they <laughs> stuck him down on the on the far right corner. Well, yeah, that's funny. It's like oh, yeah. slipping off into a into so, yeah, behind the looking glass. I don't, so go on. We'll I don't let know you how much talk. Of that, what I, I just talk. said you caught because I just all of a sudden went blank. But I was just trying to say that I think I think that the people that are that are going to what none what? of it. I think. That, okay, really? I, I, I had said, we didn't get any of it. We didn't, we didn't hear anything. It was like, it's like me. I was just talking I to said, myself. Uh, that you 
we're talking about negative publicity and this and that and people that don't like you because of the internet and whatnot. And I was just simply saying that when they see this video or, or videos like this or, or, or you know, interviews like this, they're going to see a completely different person yeah. than what they may have thought you were. Because I didn't, I mean, I, I'm refreshed with, with who you yep. are, to be very honest. So I think it's a great thing to even, even come on a small yep. thing like this with us. It's going to help, it's going to help you out, I think. I, a, go ahead. I think it helped me out, but I, I think it's it's also cathartic. And I've talked about this a lot. You know, I've done a lot of interviews, and um, a lot of people come in with their you know predispositions. And this is what I've learned, right? I had more predispositions mm -hmm. going in six, seven months ago than I have today because I know I'm not really exactly who they characterize. I mean, I'm aware of the fact that you know I can be irascible, I can be irritating, and, I, and occasionally I can't stop my mouth running, but. I also know that for the most part, I'm reasonable, I'm fair, I'm generous when I can be, um, and I listen. You know, two ears, one mouth. I talk too much, but I can listen to. And um, I, I think all of those things are, are, are valuable lessons. I, I, I think that mm -hmm. if you can watch something like this and you can say, well, okay, so there's at least another side to that coin, because there always is, right? No matter how thinly you bake yeah. a pancake, right? There's always another side to it. And... Um, that's a really good lesson. I'm not saying that we should, you know, always, you know, hug it out so, and believe the best in everybody. In closing, but I think there's relevance there. Yes. So, in closing, can we can we say that um, you have no regrets? You are who you are, and yes, you do have a human side, like we learned today. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, someone asked me this years ago after something else, uh, and uh, they they said, "Do you have any regrets?" And I came up with what I thought was an immortal line. I, I was going to make a t-shirt with it on it which is regrets are for suckers um and, and they are um you can't go backwards in life right i mean we don't have a time machine um we will learn from our bad moments we'll remember fondly our, our, our good ones um and we'll move forward you know until or unless somebody turns up with that delorean and gives me the chance to go back and do anything no matter what i might want it's it is there it's what it is and um I'm going to live my life in the, uh, you know, not in the future. I'm going to live it in the present. And um, as far as where that takes me, don't spoil the story. I don't want to know. I know where we all end up eventually, um, but hopefully not anytime soon. So um, I'm grateful for the opportunity that, you know, not everybody back in the day that had put me in the stocks and thrown fruit at me. Um, I actually get the opportunity to come on here. I, I had... A lot of people troll me and, uh, you know, I have people put dog poop on my lawn every day almost. Um, I accept that. It's become less so. Um, and I hope that, you know, these things will balance themselves out. But the best lesson here is not whether I can change the narrative as far as Martin Hyde's concerned. It's whether the people that view this or whatever else can see that whatever happens to you in life, so long as it's not the end of your life, you have the opportunity to change it. Yeah. And, well, uh, and that's kind of where I found myself mm. over the last last five months. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on to the show. Honestly, you changed my opinion and Martin, on you. I, 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 well, <laughs> intentional, trust me. I uh, this is I still this have is a who I am. Questions for you, but I know we have time restraints, huh? so maybe see us again sometime. I, I enjoy that. Oh, I definitely come back. You know. I, uh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm about as cheap a guest as you'll ever get. I, and uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to fingers crossed that we, I know, I know I'm going to get more than 10 votes because I've already had at least 10 people send me a text of their uh, their vote by mail with their ballot cast with my name. So I, I, I think that um, we'll do a little bit better than perhaps people might think we'll do. I, I don't know about a Disney ending yeah. where the uh, – where, where, the, where the guy comes out of a disaster and wins. But um, whatever happens, um, I, I, I'm not sure that it's, 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 a, it's a bad thing. Um, I, I think that there's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff that comes out of it that goes beyond me. I mean, you know, I might or might not be interesting, but I, I think there's some sure. interesting sure. human elements to it that go beyond politics um, and, and, and talk yeah. about the society that we live in. So I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to... Love you and leave you. You're going to ask oh, me out you. or what are we going to do here? Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode. Please like, subscribe, and hit that notification button.
on YouTube. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Rumble, Amazon Prime, iTunes, Anchor. And thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you.